0: hey what's going on everybody uh this week's episode of the podcast this is a special episode for the u.s election it'll be the election special with my good friend ishmael fegas uh he's one of the guys i had on for one of the first episodes i ever did for a special car talk episode we haven't done that since but uh without further ado please welcome the great ishmael fegas for the election special Two, one, here we go, baby! The election is special.
1: <laughs>
0: this shit's crazy. <clears throat> Let's see if we can pull up the Zoom map here. Oh, can you not see me? I'm so sorry. You can't see. me. Can you see me now? There we are. I can see myself. My bad. There, I forgot about that. Let me let me get this Chrome extension going here. There we are. What it's come to, man.
1: <clears throat> yes, sir.
0: Uh, so what do you got on the agenda there for us, Mr uh, Mr. Political Science, what you got going?
1: Yeah, so uh pretty uh I can't see by the way, but um oh, pretty wild uh twenty four hours, yeah. Um I think the first poll is closed. About uh twenty four hours ago, seven p.m. Yeah, uh,
0: seven p.m. Then... Eastern time. We're on Eastern time. We're in the great <laughs> red state of Florida. <laughs> I lose you.
1: That's uh when of our um, um. I guess we should start with what people expected. Um, according to all polling, I guess um. Uh, Biden. This was supposed to be a landslide for Biden. Um, according to like most um swing states, Biden had uh between a three and seven percent lead. He even had a double digit lead in Pennsylvania, which now we're seeing uh may not be the case. It's pretty competitive there, but we still have a, a lot of votes in Philadelphia to go through. Um, Do
0: you? how how trustworthy do you think the polls really are
1: yeah so i mean after the 2016 election a lot of people got spooked with uh trusting polls i mean at at that point it's like why trust them um i want to say i'll always take it with a grain of salt like at the end of the day it's maybe the best analogy is like predicting the weather like You've got a decent idea of what's going to go on. You're not going to know exactly where the tornado hits and what its trajectory is going to be like, but you've got a vague idea of what's going to happen. Um, In 2016, there were a few things that people didn't account for. Um, A lot of people didn't like Hillary. A lot of people didn't like Trump. Those people who normally would have voted Democrat who may have voted for Obama in the past saw Hillary and said, you know what, she's going to win again. She probably ideologically is the most like me, but since I don't like her, I'm not going to vote for her, even though, because I think she's going to win. Um, And enough Democrats did that to the point that uh, it gave Trump an edge. Another facet of that was um, there were a lot of people that, uh, like they say, the silent majority, um, of uh trump supporters that we did not we didn't know were there um with everything that came with trump at the beginning there is maybe a, a little hesitation to say hey i'm a trump supporter uh especially while being polled. so uh the the numbers were a bit understated there so you couple understated numbers of trump supporter with uh a democratic turnout that May have not necessarily been true because a lot of people did not want to vote for Hillary, and that gives you a perfect storm. And let's remember, it was only by a few um, tens of thousands of votes in a few swing states, but that uh, that gives you eventually what happened in uh, 2016. Um,
0: I mean, um, I, I don't know about you, but 2016. But I know, like me personally, I knew like very few people that were like about Hillary at the time. I knew like way, like a surprising amount of people like that were like, yeah, I'm not voting for her. I'm voting for her. Like it was like, I mean, I'm I'm not, I'm voting for Trump. Like it was like, holy shit. Like, okay. There's a lot of people that didn't like her. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, again, we can go into it, but like, I mean, I think the DNC, you know, I think their corruptness came out that, that election and no one said anything and it went again, we're around again this election, but like. You know, Bernie should have been uh, their choice. I think two
1: years in Yeah, in 2016, too. it probably should have been Bernie. Um when I talk about like the the amount of people like for Hillary and for Trump in 2016, that maybe isn't as applicable for um, our demographic. Maybe I'm talking about the average American as a whole uh, and the average voter, like across everything combined. Um, so obviously, you're gonna get certain circles here and there where you're gonna get a lot of trump a few where you get hillary um uh it, it really just depends
0: um i don't know i mean it's just, just hillary herself is just there's just so much corruption you can take it's all to, that's all it comes down to there's just too much like there's just so much you can take <laughs> at once where you're like yeah i don't know how i feel about uh, this anymore
1: yeah i mean so When it comes to her like i mean there's a level of corruption but like i don't know if it's anything that i would consider apocalyptic what i think it was a level of distrust of, i mean like what people think of like the status quo washington like political person like who's doing i mean when you have people in power for generations uh, uh it'll spook the voter and um you put that with what People knew of Hillary um, and right. then some I mean, good, good to,
0: campaigning. Sorry, sorry. I don't want to focus too much on 2016 because we want to focus on the election. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think, yeah, I think right. we could just it down to like a lot of people were very, I think she very much ran the same platform as like, oh, another former years of an Obama type presidency, except mm-hmm. it's with me now. And a lot of people were over that. I think that's what it really come down to, and a lot of people don't like her. Just don't like the Clintons in general. So that, Mm
1: -hmm. like a lot of people, like a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I'm always going to lean to to that point over Obama. I feel like if Obama ran against Trump, it wouldn't even have been close in 2016.
0: I think we could agree to that, but but yeah, yeah. just but again, and then they also, you know, it's noted that the DNC picked her over bernie and skewed it that way and and Mm -hmm. that alone is something that's never brought up but should be talked about because there's a level of corruptness there that's like and i'm sure it goes on both sides but it's been exposed on one side more than the other and that's kind of you know that's kind of crazy but um although you think i think they tried to do that with trump and somehow he fought off that bombardment
1: (laughs) yeah i mean trump has a, a very good um ability of making things a watch um i mean i guess just a example would be the access hollywood tape when he said uh grabbing by grabbing by uh fill in the blank um what he did in the debate after was, I mean, uh, you can say it pundits. if you want. It's on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Then, it, I know. Yeah. Maybe you don't know yeah.
0: what you can't, can't say, but you're welcome yeah. to say whatever you want. It doesn't matter.
1: Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the grab them by the, the pussy video. Um, so I think most talking heads on like mainstream media said, yo, that's game over. Trump is Doug uh Mike Pence is coming in now and it's going to be him against Hillary. What Trump did on, um, at the next debate, was he uh, got a, a line of all of them um, Biden accusers and said, "Yeah, I said this, but uh, these these women over here, they've got something tangible against uh, Bill Clinton." Yeah,
0: um,
1: and yeah. he's got an ability to do that with all his situations. He his best defense, the good offense. He's always on the attack. Um, so that's, I think maybe that's why the RNC wasn't able to really do it. He kind of did that with Ted Cruz. I mean, Ted, he really went after Ted Cruz's wife. He did it with Marco Rubio, did it with Jeb Bush. So, I mean, there's only so much the RNC can do against that.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. So anyways, let's move forward here. Let's get to this 2020 stuff. Um, let's see if we can pull up the map of the electoral here. It was working like two seconds ago. It probably isn't now. There it is. I don't know if you can see it or not, but everyone else can. Um We got Biden at two hundred sixty Electoral College. He just took Michigan. He's set pace to take Nevada. And it's gonna be all said and done here. Um Fucking close ass race though. God.
1: Yeah, um I think it's really close just because of um the the mail-in ballots and the it's always going to take a little longer to count them all. I think maybe when it's all said and done, it's going to be around, um, I don't know, 290 to whatever Trump has. It's, it's going to, at least from the like electoral college perspective, like he got it pretty handily, but we got to remember, I mean, Biden's winning Wisconsin by a couple thousand votes. They're going to be doing a recount there because it's, uh, under one percent difference. Arizona is pretty close. Um, Arizona Nevada is pretty is, close.
0: Is still they called it? In my opinion, they've called Arizona pretty early.
1: Um. Yeah. No. I mean, I I, I think I would personally give it to Arizona, but I, it really depends. Like the methods people want to use to do it. I mean, I, I I guess there's no rush in really calling it. Uh, at the moment, Trump's saying that there's like some ballots like. Or not about uh, votes, like H. Arizona shouldn't be looking the way it does. But I I mean, mean, it's it's kind of hard to tell with him. Like, let's put just BSing, and then what's actually true?
0: Let's put this into first off. There are some polls that still have Trump possibly winning Arizona. That should be noted as we're talking right now. Okay. Which is really weird. Um, I can see if I can find those that I was looking at, which I didn't. Again, I I thought when they declared Arizona, they declared it early. I thought they had already had it pretty much reported, but only 84% is in. So that's 15% to go. But if we compared Arizona to Pennsylvania, they're around the same and Pennsylvania's not called. Which that's why it's so, weird to me that they called Arizona so early, especially because it's a swing state like just like Pennsylvania would be.
1: Yeah, so um something we always have to keep in mind, we can't just look at percentages and stuff. We need to be aware of uh what that remain where that remaining percentage is so in arizona if that remaining uh is, um i don't know and uh side like biden they expect him to win it then it's at that point like eh, there's no possibility that uh trump's going to get it pennsylvania at the moment's a little bit different um right now i think they've got it leaning red um i think it's a toss-up at the moment i think biden might eke it out though but you gotta always like be aware of what what hasn't been counted yet. So, in the case of Pennsylvania, it's all mostly rural Pennsylvania, and if I'm not mistaken, there's about a million votes um, in Philadelphia, which is always going to be heavily uh, Democratic there, and that's when the numbers start uh, evening out a little. So, although there is a percentage, and you might see Trump say. 60 40 to biden right now if you've got a huge huge uh, urban area um and where uh, mostly uh, it's democrat including the city and suburbs like we see with uh, atlanta for example um that's that's why um those numbers can change a little bit it's not just like the face value numbers
0: Yeah. I don't know, it's just was it's just something again, I didn't look until around maybe an hour or so ago and I was like, Oh, that's interesting. Arizona is that eighty four percent polling and I was just a little surprised by that. But other than that, I mean uh I mean it does seem like Biden's got this in the bag. We'll see what occurs. Um how excited are you for the Biden
1: presidency? <laughs> yeah, so I mean I guess it's no secret uh, at least where I stand politically and I mean talking I guess we might as well say it I mean um, at least for the Democratic primaries um, Biden was towards the end of the pack on who I wanted to get it Uh, I for the most part lean a little bit more left but also I've got a very vested interest in international politics and Anybody who has been part of the apparatus of uh, making a mess of the world in the past few decades, um, I'm never a fan of. Um, but we'll have to see. I mean, uh, right off the bat, uh, I mean, if we're comparing it to Trump, I think it's obviously a step up. The the question is to what degree Biden can actually do any good um, if we're looking at the Senate at the moment. Um, and even Congress, to be honest, we, we gotta realize that although um, Biden is likely going to win this election, and it's uh, 7.30 at the moment, so that's where we stand. We think Biden's most likely going to win. Trump did very, very well with um, uh, minorities. I mean, an example, at least for us, that most people know is uh, the Hispanic population in uh, Miami. Um, and uh, they were the Republicans were able to flip a few uh, House seats and um, along with uh, a possibility of the Democrats not being able to get a majority in the Senate, that's going to limit the amount of things Biden can do right off the bat. Um, so I'm going to want a little more out of him, especially like where he stands politically, even then I'd want some more out of him. But do you think he uh, can like
0: right? com- like mentally get stuff done? You really like like that's a big thing that's been talked about, like his mental capacity with stuff. Do you think he's so, mentally there to get this done or is this just a flush to get him in and then get the one they really wanted in, which was Kamala from the beginning and then put Kamala up in front?
1: Yeah, so, um, I mean, Kamala I was no fan of either, but she's a, a healthy portion to the left of Biden. Um, whether I think he's mentally fit, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, he's, he's no great speaker by any means. Uh, he fumbles here and there. Do I think, like, he's got, like, a degradation of, like, his actual mental health? I, I really don't. I'm maybe just a degree. I, I think if he's sitting down, he's got time. He's got people around him, people who think, like, he does um, a decent cabinet. It's not like he's going to be caught off guard or he's just, like, some old man in a wheelchair. I think he's he's definitely able to um, do the job. I I think it's just... At least the optics of it, especially when you're debating Trump. I mean, Trump. I'm, Hillary is by leaps and miles smarter than Biden. She was just not a good person, and she wasn't really <laughs> able to debate Trump. So when you put a Trump against a Biden, it's it's always going to be a, a steamroll. And you look at that. You, uh, the first question people are automatically going to ask. And even uh, during the primaries, it seemed like this. Uh, yeah, I was uh, gonna say I wouldn't say it's just. With, Harris...
0: I wouldn't say it's just with Trump. I'd say it's yeah, also yeah, yeah. the so, entire uh, campaign. He was a little yeah, bit. It was... I don't know. It, it's a little longer. Yeah. No, I, me, he, but...
1: he's fumbling words here and there. He's uh, he misspeaking a few times. I there. There's no doubt. He's an old guy. Um. He's not uh, an. I mean, that's not to say all old, old guys are like that. You look at Bernie. He's. Give a, I give honesty. him a year and a half, can and speak they, much, they pull him. yeah yeah he can speak much better um but I, I I don't think it's really anything to do with like his cognitive abilities I just think he, he's just not as good a good of a speaker uh, maybe to a degree but I don't believe like we've got like a uh, a corpse sitting in the the White House and he's being used as a puppet I I, I don't believe that's that's the case.
0: I, I I think they wanted Kamala Harris for sure. I think they wanted Kamala the whole time, or Kamala, however I say it. I I, I apologize yeah, if I I'm pronouncing it wrong. I think they wanted her the whole time, and I think that's why she got the VP choice. And I think that's why they they're gonna they're gonna figure a way to get her in. I think, so, uh, and if they uh, do, I, I think mean, that's yeah. pretty slippery slope. If that's the case, I think that's uh, but.
1: I mean, then I, got, I guess the next question is: Do you think this is being done by nefarious purposes? Biden, from the beginning, said he's only a one-term president. He's going to be a bridge to get us back to normalcy. So if Kamala Harris happens to run for president the next cycle, is that like some big bad thing? Like, are they being controlled or something? I don't think so. I don't get. Um, do I they, don't get how she's even I in mean, the picture
0: I, though. After Tulsi Gabbard just basically destroyed her. Like that's what's yeah, shocking I, like, to me is that like she got destroyed in the primaries, like horrible, like just destroyed. Mm-hmm. And then they just pull her out of a hat, like ah, well, this is where we're gonna go with the person well, that lost in the primaries early, earlier than almost yeah. anybody. Like,
1: yeah. So um, I I think, and make a bit no mistake, and uh, make
0: no mistake. You know, there's, I, I think I don't think it's stretch for me to say that there could have been a better <laughs> vice presidency choice.
1: Oh, um, I think there were a lot. So there are right, two things but... that really happened there. Um, Biden rightly or wrongly made the decision that, um, he wanted a woman vice president. So right off the bat, you're you're cutting half the if not more, because there are more men in politics. Oh, and women.
0: I meant, when I say I think there were better choices, I do mean there. I think there were better women choices than... Con- yeah, yeah, Con- yeah, yeah. So there, there's a next <laughs>
1: step. Uh, there are many filters that happen. So after he made the filter of, I want it to be only a woman, the next filter became a woman of color. And at that point, because you got to realize, he's the, this has to be tactical. I mean, whether... He agreed, because uh, Kamala ripped Biden in the, the primaries as well um, for race issues, no less, which was a very big deal. Um, but once he puts the filter of it has to be a woman and has to be a woman of color, that limits who he can pick. I mean, if you're just picking from the pool of uh, Democratic nominees, I mean, we saw Kamala only got, uh, I, I think she was in around 2-3% during the primaries, like, almost everybody was better than her, at least from a polling perspective. Oh, yeah. Um, but I, I think there was a little more going there. Um, and, and once you do that, I mean, even out of the women, um, I I don't think – I mean, you mentioned Tulsi. I don't think that was a possibility. I, I don't think – there's a lot more going there. I think she was more of an Andrew Yang type though. I want to be outside the establishment or I'm not really a Democrat. There's something niche about me and that attracts a certain demographic, but I don't think that really is what you need when it comes to winning an election. The next woman was um, Klobuchar, which is pretty much just um, a copy and paste version of Hillary, except (laughs) not as smart, but has also done less crappy stuff. She's just, She's from Minnesota, she throws staplers at people and that's about the length that people knew about her. And then uh, the final option really that was a possibility was Elizabeth Warren and um, she just is a little bit too left for the average American voter. So I mean, that leaves you with Kamala, although not good at least from maybe your perspective and my perspective if we're looking at maybe winning an election, uh, somebody who might bring – although, like, as I've said, she didn't really pull those numbers in the primary. Um, that that gives a little spice to Joe Biden's ticket that might uh, eke him out something or look like he's actually
0: – But he could have being, picked, uh, you know, anyone of his choosing. He didn't have to pick somebody that was in the – Run for president is my point. And, I, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and, and well, I'm not, yeah. and I wasn't hinting at him picking Tulsi, although I think that yeah, would have yeah. probably benefited him because I think a lot of people did like her and uh-huh. what she stood for and the fact that she isn't really part of the establishment, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not who I was saying. I was saying that she destroyed Kamala Harris early in the debates, mm-hmm. knocked her out right away. Yeah. When it was very clear at the beginning that they. They definitely favored uh Kamala a little bit, and yeah, but but that's not what I'm saying. she to have taken her place, but I do think mm-hmm. that he could have picked someone much better. And first mm-hmm. off, if it am I wrong in saying this? I thought she was, um, well, never mind, I don't know,
1: okay. Yeah, no, I mean, there's no doubt there were better options. Look, I mean, like I said, his it, he, he wanted this to be like a different type of election. There, there needs to be when going against Trump, you you have to stamp out who he is with something historic to some degree. So, you know what, a woman VP, that that's that's good enough. Um, I think the only other option, um, there are a few congresswomen, um, Stacey Abrams, to uh lost the. Uh, governor's race in Georgia a black woman super articulate really smart she was an option but also at the end of the day she her claim to fame was losing a a governor's election she didn't do anything prior to that so I mean the argument yeah there were better better people yeah most definitely there were but I I think they're doing the math based on what they're looking for exactly and um, certain aspects here and there it's not because I mean, if you're trying to garner the most votes, who but Obama is really going to rake that in? Obama, at the end of the the day, is always going to be on Biden's side. So it's not like you can strategically pick like someone else who you think might bring in more votes. Obama's always <laughs> going to be doing that job. Put for Michelle you.
0: on the ballot as um, the vice president would have been a landslide, yeah, dude. Would have none.
1: Yeah, no, I think I, I think that if there were a woman like that, that I would pick like. In uh, Ishmael's dream world, that uh, it would 100% be Michelle. I mean, that would actually get somewhere, but uh, there was no chance of her wanting to do that, especially after eight years in the White House. So, um, but, I mean, yeah, if that were an option, and actually I don't even know if they asked or they really entertained that uh, I don't idea, but... nothing. she did. I think she's going
0: to um, run. She's going to run. She's going to run in 2024.
1: Yeah, you know, I wouldn't doubt it, because, I mean, I mean, you never know. It's... You can only take so much of being in the public eye, but maybe not. I mean, you look at Hillary. She wanted to go for it, and Michelle Obama's definitely no no Hillary. Um,
0: Hillary wants that people, money, bro. Hillary wants that lobbyist money. There, there ain't no there ain't no. I'm in it for the people about it. It's, it's ah, you know, another four more years of money.
1: Let's just, just, just rack it in. Well, for Michelle Obama?
0: No, for the Clintons. Uh,
1: Oh, for the Clinton, yeah i look the i mean I'm sure the Obama's got a little bit of chunk change
0: from their eight years yeah, but yeah, you know no, what i mean i
1: i i want to for as much as i'm uh, i'm indifferent about the obamas for to some degree but I, I think they're genuinely good people and i think they made their uh they're pretty penny off their book deal so i think they're satisfied <laughs> the but book uh deal. the clintons especially i mean like bill clinton doesn't bother me too much but Hillary's definitely a media whore, and she got smashed out in 2016. But um, to circle back around to Michelle Obama, that's a possibility because I mean, we just think because she was the the first lady that with that job comes like a certain idea of who she is. But we can't forget that she was just as educated as Obama. She knows about these issues just as much as he does, and I mean, she's actually I mean to some degree beloved more than Obama because Obama. Had the opportunity to go through eight years and uh, get criticized as much as he did, but Michelle Obama, the worst thing people know her for is, oh, she uh, fucked up my school lunch in high school. But <laughs> about other than that, that's about it.
0: She's gonna lose the young vote pretty quick. Um, yeah, moving <laughs> it's gonna be gone. Um, moving on though, I want to know what is it that we going forward. I mean, we're 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 gonna assume Biden's won. I think that's um I think that's pretty clear right now.
1: Uh barring some crazy result here or there, I think you're probably right, yeah.
0: Um, but going forward, what is it that we're looking at for the next four years? And Yeah, I mean what what is it? What do you what do you think we'll see in the next four <laughs> years of the political sphere and climate of America that is?
1: Yeah, so um the democratic party to some degree is split um you've got the 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 not core well yeah maybe corporate and establishment dens that people know to some degree the obamas but the little bit more moderate the wall street types the ones that don't really rock the boat too much and yeah, then the you've Pelosi's got the pelosi and... yeah yeah so mm. the pelosi types although she's a Pretty liberal. She's still that type of person. Chuck Schumer is that type of person. I was gonna person. say Chuck Schumer. Yep. Yeah. Chris Coons. The those type of people. Getting to Cuomo. Um, me, Bob. Yeah, um, Cuomo. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Cuomo is quintessential. I mean, but um, and then you've got the other side of the, the Bernie Sanders, the Rashida Tlaibs, AOC, uh, Ilhan Omar, um, Ayanna Pressley types. The super far left. Um really trying to um push it so you you have to kind of look at this like a, an issue by issue basis um if we're talking about climate change biden uh committed to putting alc on his uh committee for climate change so uh y- you kind of have an idea of the road forward that he wants to take with that here's um, here's
0: my thing that i'm curious about and i'm curious what your opinion on it is is that is I, yes i think it's very very noticeable that the party is split um, and they came together to get Trump out. Now, going forward, what the fuck's going to happen? I mean, I don't think that's a far stretch to say that because Biden being an establishment that he is and trying to get things going back to the way they were prior to Trump, I don't think he's going to make the radical changes that the radical left or you know not not even necessarily the right or left but the Mm -hmm. split of the left really wants yeah and i could see that being i'm curious to see if the mob will go after him Uh or not i i I, if if they're sticking to their principles they will Mm -hmm. i don't know if they're going to stick to their principles though because it's not trump you know what i'm saying it's interesting i'm very curious to see where these next four years go because you know these people want change and they some of it's radical some of it's not but certain things that they don't they didn't like that were happening biden doesn't represent that uh you Mm -hmm. know again biden was somebody that they put in to bridge the gap but in Uh they because they that's what i think is very flawed about our system and we can get into this too because i think it's important but like Mm -hmm. the 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 left left radical left whatever you want to call them Mm -hmm. farthest of the left (laughs) like Let's be honest, they didn't want Biden. They they Mm -hmm. definitely didn't. They Mm -hmm. settled for Biden because they just wanted to get Trump out, which is kind of flawed because it's like, it's not who you want it. Again, we were doing this election Mm -hmm. where we're picking two people that nobody wants, technically. Uh And um, the two party system is very flawed in that sense. So it's curious Uh to see where this is going to lead us if Biden doesn't do any of the stuff they want. Because if they're Uh sticking to their principles, they're going to get angry, they're going to complain. They'll probably. They should still protest because not gonna do, yeah. he's not going to do. He's not going to do what they want. He's just not. That's yeah. not who he is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's going to keep the corporate interests back to where they were. You know, he's going to yeah. get Washington back. You know, get that swamp filled again. It's a little edge dry. Yeah. it's gotta, <laughs> it's got to get that funds back going. <laughs> For sure. Maybe another war sprinkled in in the next four years. <laughs> who knows? You never know. With some um, Halliburton stock thrown at you. <laughs>
1: cool. Um. So yeah. Uh, uh, being somebody who is of the lefty political sphere, I mean, these people are the people that I I, I interact with. These are the type of people that I'd say I'm a part of. So I mean, I I it was a big compromise for me to vote for Biden. Um. I so I guess the first thing that people need to note that is. Biden of. Today isn't the Biden uh, that Obama picked to be VP. There has been, at least to some degree, a, a bit of change. He's not no super radical leftist by any stretch of the imagination. He's still there. But I want to say he might be just a hint to the left of where Obama was now, um, whether that's because he truly believes that or he thinks that's where the party needs to go. Um, I think that's maybe the stance he'll take just to avoid the conflict, but also because I think that's what he thinks the best thing to do is that when you get somebody like me who um, believes the things that I do um, to the degree that I do, and then somebody like you, I guess, uh, for example, or somebody who's independent, uh, you're going to look at Biden in a certain way. Um, I think it's important to really look at what he's been proposing, like, A lot of people are just looking at this like at a surface level uh i think biden's this type of person i think that trump's this type of person i'm going to vote for that Mm -hmm. but they don't really take a a good hard look at what biden is proposing and um when i did that uh i found it i mean it's not where i want it to be but i it's also farther to where i want it to be than i assumed that biden was going to be so something like um College. He uh, he wants free uh, state college. He's willing to um, eliminate up to ten thousand uh, dollars of uh, student debt. Um, when it comes to the Green New Deal, he's willing to um, implement aspects of it. Um, he is. I'm not too sure. When it comes to foreign policy, the U.S. has changed a lot in the past four years. So whether he's going to be one of those corporate uh, shills who goes back to the bush era way of doing th- and not even bush the obama era yeah I would um, say
0: it's, it's all of them uh, it's both yeah, but obama I'm, I'm and not, bush it is both uh
1: yeah i'm not too sure but um it I, I i still think he's uh he he's at least to the best degree of where biden could be where he needs to be um i also know for a fact that they're going to hold his feet to the fire the The far left they they said as much they said we're going to be here because we don't believe trump but our next battle is, right after uh biden's hand is hot from just getting off the bible is what can we do to get biden to do what we want and how can we push him to do and implement the change we want him to so um when um when if biden gets elected uh we're not positive i think so um but uh if he does um there uh, uh bernie uh gets uh elevated to um the head of uh his uh commission where uh, uh i believe it's commerce and you get a bernie uh, who's the head of that uh um department that's that's uh I, he might not have won the presidency but I have to double check uh, exactly which uh, department that is, but uh, that's going to be a, a scary dynamic. He's gonna be able to implement some uh, some of the change he wants to. And I, I think um, when it comes to at least the environmental aspect, he's going to push it to some degree. And whether they'll tear him to shreds, I'm not too sure. My best guess of what's going to happen over the next four years is, he's going to be at least able to coast by. Um, Looping back around to what I mentioned about uh, how Trump did, um, it's very unlikely the Democrats will get a majority in the Senate. Chances are it's going to coast around 48, around there, along with uh, the independent Bernie. But we know Bernie always votes on a Democratic line, but I don't think there's ever a situation where uh, they uh, gain the majority, and that being said, when it comes to actually implementing policy, the Republicans, if um, McConnell stays uh, the majority leader, they're they're going to be able to uh, at least um, put a wall on—no pun intended, actually—on, um, <laughs> but <laughs> the the amount of things that Biden can truly do, and I I, I want to assume that the the people on the left are smarter than uh, Ishmael. Uh, Talking and they're going to be able to realize Biden can only do so much. It's kind of going to be like what uh, Obama had, except the reverse. Instead of Congress, the Senate. There's only so much Biden can do um, with what he has. Uh, They're they're still going to retain Congress, um, uh, no doubt. But uh, there's going to only be so much Biden can do, and if they're cognizant of that, they're not going to like absolutely tear him because although in the next election seems like forever away people still need to posture in a certain way which um allows the democrats to win the midterm in the next election so they can't just tear into him now they they there has to be a level of civility but they're going to push him as far as they can push him.
0: yeah i think it'll be interesting i think it'll be a I don't know, I'm just waiting for them to form their own party. I think it's gonna need mm-hmm. a, <laughs> it's gonna need us. But I'm anxious. I want a third party. As you mentioned a little bit before on your on on the uh tangent we were going on, I am independent. Um I've never really stated that on the podcast or anything, but now it is known out there. I do go back and forth. It really depends on the issues for me mm-hmm. personally. I'm not someone to go completely left and I'm not someone to go completely right. It really comes down to the individual issues for me. Mm-hmm. That is a whole other discussion. I don't want to even get into it because you could nitpick any issue you want and label me. So we're not going to get into that. Um, Mm. But just so it's known. um, (laughs) Now everybody knows. Um, My next question would be... um, You know, we kind of talked about this briefly. And I want to talk about it as well as you... What do you – what are your thoughts on casting a vote for somebody other than the Democratic or Republican Party?
1: The third party, you mean? Yeah. So um, I – it's tough because, I mean, my answer is going – although, like, leftist, I mean, this puts me back into the two-party boot Mm -hmm. camp and, I mean – if you do that, there's always going to be a level of well, you're just you're just keeping the co- corrupt system that we have. You're just part of the problem. I um I don't know. I'm not. It's something that I'm not too uh, educated on. I mean, I I see people like Joe who's running third party now, and I I, I always just see it as. Uh, I mean, it's just a little more uh, cleaned up and polished version of Kanye. If, If we truly had somebody, uh, I would say, yeah, maybe, but uh, Bernie tried doing independent, it it, it can't work. I think if you keep two parties and allow, although we have two parties, we gotta realize it's still a spectrum. So you you got the Bernies who ran as a Democrat and you've got the um, Joe Bidens who ran as a Democrat, Although same party, they're two different people. So although in theory, we only have two parties, it's not like somebody out there can't really necessarily make a run for it. I believe, if I'm not mistaking, uh, Rand Paul uh, ran, and he technically considers himself an independent. So it's not like – I, I think people put a little too much weight on the words Republican and Democrat. I don't think it truly limits you. Um, I think, hey. if anything, it's really uh, the people and their perceptions and maybe not – willing to move outside of their bubble when it comes I would, to,
0: um, i would agree with that but i would agree that there's a spectrum underneath both just as yeah. there's a spectrum in the republican party there's a spectrum in the democratic party uh-huh. but you do fall into that issue of as you get closer and closer to the election that spectrum gets narrower narrower and narrower and narrower mm-hmm. and, or, i can't can, feel like i can even say that smaller and smaller yeah. and smaller and the next thing yeah. you know you are labeled oh you're a republican so you automatically you automatically stand mm-hmm. for Big oil, uh, you're against abortion, you're against women's rights, you're against gay, you're against all that, or vice versa. On the other side, you're democratic, okay, now you want to raise taxes, you want legalized marijuana, you want to take our Mm -hmm. guns, and you're against God. Like, it's just like, there's no, the way it's been going... Mm -hmm. particularly in the last four years more than I noticed in the other years is that it is becoming more and smaller and smaller are people seeing through that spectrum. Like you're saying is like, okay, like, look, you can see the whole rainbow, right? Mm -hmm. There's seven colors, eight colors, but people are now only looking at the fucking blue or the red and they're just in that fucking little small narrow thing and they can't get out of that and see the Mm -hmm. whole rainbow as it is. That is where I, I argue that we do need more than two parties because, Mm -hmm. And that's just my opinion personally, I'm not saying I'm yeah, right or wrong, yeah. um and I'm not for saying sure. you're right or wrong either, but it just it's getting to a point where it's like you're one or the other and you're polarizing one or the other i I mean uh-huh. and I don't think it'll change it obviously didn't change this election for yeah. uh what did read? Joe Jorgensen got uh one point one percent vote I think she needed five percent uh-huh. vote to get into the next year. I don't think mm-hmm. it'll happen I didn't think it would happen this election just because of the stakes were so high for. Mm -hmm. The Democratic Party was so adamant on just getting anyone in but Trump that it was Mm -hmm. very obvious to me that they were going to unite no matter what, who Mm -hmm. it was. My only hope, though, is I hope that that doesn't carry on to the next election when we don't have Donald Trump now, unless he runs again, which would be crazy. Uh (laughs) I could see him doing that for starters, but we'll see. But if it isn't, if it's if it's somebody, if it's Joe Biden's done, he throws the hat in the bag and it's somebody Mm -hmm. running on the Democratic side and somebody else running on the Republican side, it could be one of the first years where we have enough people that are like, I don't really, you know, either one, both of them don't really Mm -hmm. satisfy my views. This third person Mm -hmm. might. And, And, again, the stakes are not as high because you hope you hope the Republicans put somebody that's more establishment, quote unquote, not crazy. Uh-huh. And the same thing with the Democrats. So it's not like one or the other and everyone just mm-hmm. just landslides the other way. And yeah. I think, again, me personally, this is just my view. I think that that's needed because I think this two party, these two parties, as much as we agree that they are a spectrum, they're not viewed that way. The reality yeah. of it is, is they're not viewed that way yeah. anymore. They're viewed as this or this. We can't have that. In a mm-hmm. in a functional society, because there's just creates an argument. I mean, like I know people that are like, "Yeah, I won't talk to him because he's Republican," or I know people that are Republican and are like, "I won't talk to them because they're Democrat." And to me, that's mm-hmm. that's like lunacy. Like that's yeah. that's that's just not ever gonna make any situation better for us.
1: So I, I I think where where we stand right here is you've nailed the the hammer on the head of what the issue is. So we know what the issue is i I just don't believe that the the solution then becomes multiple parties, so we know that the problem isn't necessarily the, the two party system but it it becomes how the people view it the the real the crux of the issue is how do people view other people or uh candidates okay and it it beca- it becomes easier for them to conceptualize a candidate if they're in uh the red or blue category. Um, I think what needs to happen is a much, much more educated uh, populace that knows what's going on. I mean, you gotta realize, like, we just had an election. We're going to have our president. And if you were to ask every person or even the average person, what does Biden believe? Don't tell me who he is as a person. Don't tell me what he's done. Don't tell me what anything that's happened in his past. Tell me what his policy is. I don't think they're going to be able to give you a solid answer. And I think the same might be true of Trump, even... Well, uh, I mean, like, to as much as I disagree with the guy, the other people who disagree with him just hate him as a person. And that is a perfectly good hill to die on. But if you don't know what he's standing for, your voice is kind of like diluted. Is that really all you're voting him out to be? So I think the, the problem you're right on. It. We we need to be more aware of what the options are. I just don't know if a, a third party, because say you have a third party, and let's best case scenario they they get 40% of the vote, then that that's enough to get you in. But if you, you've got 60% who who feel a different way, then I I don't know if that's the best thing for the country. I think the the best thing for us is to have um a uh, a more more educated voter group uh we also need to be voting out in more numbers i think it's a travesty that we don't have an actual day off to go and vote i i think i mean the level of voter suppression i believe it's mind boggling to me um we we just don't really hold dear the voting process the way other countries do and we're not as engaged and informed as we should be so i think that's our first problem so uh, and i think if we're able to fix that problem then the issue of red versus blue wouldn't be too much of an issue and then the next thing i want to get to is this thing that i mean to quote obama we're a democracy but like we're we're not like other countries which make, i mean you look at a a communist regime that that might not work down in south america or something and they have a coup because that's not a good a good thing for them they completely flip the switch and you, you go through cycles of just flip-flopping so hard i i personally although i mean i'm pretty far left i think there's also some merit to the we have to move in increments. We can't really just flip the script very hard. There, there has to be. I think people always view third party as maybe a silver bullet, and if we had something like this, we'd be able to really change. But I, I think, I don't think that exists. And I think when you have um, a red versus blue, where the red is limited because maybe they won an election but the blue is really holding their feet to the fire or vice versa then they can only move in increments and i think you make your best decision making there because otherwise if you move too far and you're able to make a lot of big big decisions very very fast i'm not too sure if that's the best thing for the country
0: so the uh, audio actually cut out on us during that recording, but you didn't miss much. We basically ended right after this conversation. Um, we only went into the last subject that was about three minutes long. And I had posed a question to Ishmael that was, what is the biggest danger to democracy in our current state right now? Um, we both had a very similar answer in that the basically what it came down to was technology, social media, and censorship affecting free speech. We think free speech is pertinent to our democracy and what keeps this country flowing and live and what makes it great. And it's just important that that absolutely stays intact. And that's all we're gonna say. That was the ending of the podcast. So, yes, we think the biggest threat to our democracy is affecting our freedom of speech. That's it. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Thank you. Bye-bye.